This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Wednesday, September the 21st, 2016. Well, hey, good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. On a hump day, September 21, we're almost done with the month. How's everybody doing? My name's Homer Lopez. I welcome you to the show. Thank you for joining us. Meeting all your gold and silver needs as easy as giving us a call at 1-800-951-0592. The lovely Wendy's here today to answer your phone calls, walk you through your order. And I'm telling you, the calls keep coming in and Wendy keeps delivering. Don't hesitate. Give her a call. Or go check us out online at allamericangold.com. It's as easy as point and click. It's that simple. You can look at the products and get the news to disturb the comfortable. Well, we don't tell you what to think, but we certainly give you something to think about. This show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group and its leader. His name's Joe Jaquin. He's the CEO of the company, and he's the one who delivers economics with attitude. Joe, we're halfway through the week. It's a hot day. Overcast, cloudy. I don't know about you folks in Colorado, what the weather's like there. I imagine it's getting a little bit colder. But here, it's just muggy, and it's overcasty, and it wants to rain, but it won't. It doesn't rain. It has, and we got sprinkles here yeah. and there. But it's a great day. Hey, listen, the weather actually is getting ready to be super fantastic. You know, we're coming into the season where we get to brag about how great it is here. Well, it's miserable everywhere else when you're frozen solid stuck to the water pipe hey i gotta run something by you did you ever i know you have brothers and i have many brothers seven of them two sisters i have a big family did you ever take joy in watching one of your other brothers get in trouble and yell <laughs> that maybe well get you know what i i took I, pleasure sometime I'm in that say that usually i was the one uh, getting the spank well let me just tell you i'm a big guy and none of my other brothers are and so when I got in trouble, they pointed at me and laughed. But yesterday, the CEO of Wells Fargo sat in the hot seat at, what, what, what is it? It was on C-SPAN yesterday. Yes, we're going to have it on C-SPAN. That's the, the where you go to watch our elected officials in action. Whew. Man, did he get a well, little... Well, when you commit a crime like and nothing happens, I guess that's instead of... Instead of, you know, if it was you or I, we'd be in a courtroom, right, probably on our way to prison, right? But if you're a big uh, CEO out there, uh, you just get a tongue lashing. What would you rather have? Oh, just yell at me. I can right. take that. Hey, go ahead, yell at me. Oh, Give me a spanking. Oh, wait, and I get to keep all my money. I get to keep everything no, I stole. No orange jumpsuit, no time behind bars. No, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Because I don't see any trouble. That guy walked out of there going, really? Crime does pay. Of course, this is why people are starting to put things away. Uh, And it is Wednesday. It's the big day of the week. Janet Yellen and the Federal Reserve just a few hours away from releasing the results of their big two-day meeting. But I told you yesterday. That wasn't going to be the most important central bank meeting. It was, well, we were all sleeping last night, the Bank of Japan. And I'm going to tell you what, 
Gold, gold's up big. Gold's already up, uh, what, uh, 1330 Silver up another 50 cents. You know, silver's been up a dollar in the last 48 hours, uh, $19.75 as, as everybody is starting to come to the realization of what it is that's really happening. What I've been trying to educate you about and trying to tell you, you need to, you need to be ready. It's okay to be a little bit early. You can't afford to be late. And, and what we witnessed last night from the Bank of Japan, let me just put things in perspective for you and how bad it really is. Do you know that the, the, the Japanese economy, it's only about $4.5 trillion. And I say only. right? That's the third largest economy in terms of dollars fourth largest economy in terms of actually of actual stuff okay so it's still a big player currently and last night they reiterated they are going to be continue to buy 800 billion dollars of debt every year and then it's actually 700 and something, but almost 800. Essentially, the, the Japanese central bank, every four years, that's assuming it doesn't go higher, which it's going to, but we won't talk. We'll, we'll leave that for a different show. Is going to add the equivalent of the entire country's gross domestic product onto their balance sheet with no end in sight. And the what they announced last night, they left the negative rate where it was. They haven't gone further negative yet. But what they did do is said, hey, we're going to try to manipulate the yield curve now. That's going to be our new goal. In other words, if we're out there and we're buying these 10-year notes, and it drives the price negative, we'll turn around and we'll buy a different year, a two-year note, a 30-year note, a five-year note, a seven-year note, to try to keep the yield from going too far negative. That's their new solution. Of course, gold took off on the news because essentially what they're saying is, hey, we, we don't know what to do. All we know is we got to keep pretending to buy the debt until someone figures out we really have no hope of ever paying it back. But we've got a very interesting show lined up for you today. Don't touch that dial. Double J and the love, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. Possibly the greatest crime syndicate of all time. I'm not talking about the mob. Right? I'm I'm not I'm not talking about, you know, some serial killer or anything like that. I'm not talking about ISIS. Talking about the financial institution that seemingly have control of all of our money. Somehow, some way. I mean, I got to believe the mob is jealous 
of what these guys are have been able to do. Uh, Homer and I were actually watching some of the highlights of the Wells Fargo CEO. Uh, maybe Ramon will be able to find some and can put them up on the website. Yes, yeah, Senator Elizabeth Warren lashes into him about accountability. And one of the things that he said is, I'm accountable. Well, she asked him, did you give any money back? Did you fire any executives? The answer was no, no, no. I just like to say the word accountable because it sounds pretty cool. But he has done nothing but to we, take we accountability. We fired 300 people that make about $12 an hour. And, boy, she looked him right in the eye and said, you know, if one of your tellers stole the $20 bill out of the till, they'd be behind bars and prosecuted and do criminal time. Yet you can steal billions, millions, and hey, you're fine. You're okay. You're protected by a PR firm and money. And it just isn't right. And I'm telling you, man, she laced in One thing about what we talked about yesterday, 40,000 complaints against the 17 largest banks in this country. 40,000! You know, my brother worked for them, and he flat out told me, the the way they pushed them to 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 meet their numbers, their quota numbers. This is where they were just opening an account for Joe Schmuckatelli, and he had no idea about it, and all of a sudden he was losing money. And, folks, I'm telling you, if you're with Wells Fargo, if it, you're with Wells Fargo, you better check it out. And it's not just Wells Fargo. You better check it out all the time, because this is what these financial institutions are doing. Then you think about what I just talked about with the Bank of Japan. This is what we now have to believe is sound fiscal policy. That they can create 25% of their country's GDP a year and pretend to buy debt with it. What do you think that actually says about the debt that they're buying? What do you think it really has to say about all of these global institutions? One of them who is testifying in front of Congress about stealing from the American people. About the true state. About the true state of the real financial health, not just of Japan, of the world. Listen, we do the same thing. Our Fed's got a balance sheet of four and a half trillion, and that's you know that's just the that's kind of like the ante. Oh, it's just anteing up here, right? As soon as the next bad thing hits, don't worry, that thing's going to go even higher. Matter of fact, Janet Yellen at Jackson Hole told everyone, "Oh, you know, we'll start with another two trillion just to get things rolling." And the biggest scam is being played upon the American public. You're sitting there with your brokerage account. You're sitting there with your 401Ks and your IRAs and your money in your bank. And you think you're being prudent. Because you don't really want to know the real truth. Matter of fact, they don't want you to know the real truth. Why do you think they go through this little parade? Oh, what are they going to say today? They may change a whole word or two. Maybe maybe they'll go crazy and come up with a whole new sentence. 
think about it. To get your doctorate, you got to write these theses, right, that are what, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 pages long? And our whole financial well-being could be predicated on one or two words? It makes no sense. I've been saying it all week. Your money is under attack. They're racing. They are trying to get to this electronic credit as fast as they possibly can. It was in the Wall Street Journal again. Block trade, blockchain used in trade data tests. Big banks are applying Bitcoin-style systems to another technology pain point. The identification tags attached to the things that they trade. That's a nice little word, isn't it? Identification tags. Hey, we're going to know what everybody does. We're going to have records of everything. Banks, including Citigroup, Credit Suisse, HSBC, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan, Bank of America, and our new favorite bank, Wells Fargo, they're all using technology to test a new way to share trade reference data. They're doing so using a blockchain network. Of course, blockchain, that's nothing more than than the record, right? We've got an electronic record of everything. Such a network uses a a ledger that party that the parties involved can see to track information. It's just information. We're just tracking information. We're not tracking you. We're just tracking the information associated to you. See, there's a difference. Rather than maintaining their own individual records, this is akin to the kind of network that marks all Bitcoin ownership and trade. You know, it's funny. How many times has Bitcoin been hacked different servers? I can't even count the ways. Seems like every three or four months another one gets hacked. But according to the Wall Street Journal, they say banks are spending $2 billion every year to integrate different data sources. There were seven, uh, well, let's see, seven different punctuation. One executive says banking technology provider earlier this year found that some Dow Jones Industrial Average components were marked differently in major databases. They used uh, Goldman Sachs as an, uh, as an example. There were seven different ways that the different exchanges were listing Goldman Sachs trade. So they're going to come up with a universal way and blah, blah, blah. Essentially, already. Here's what it means. What does it mean? Because it sounds complicated. They're getting ready. They're testing. They're already testing all the electronic trading platforms that they'll need to trade everything. Because trust me, when it comes, they're going to need more than just your bank account. They're going to need your 401Ks, your brokerage accounts, 
your IRA accounts. They're going to need it all. We already know for a fact, just think about this, within 60 days of getting into office, the next president of the United States will have a budget or an additional debt of $20 trillion. You know, right now they only say it's $19.5 trillion. Man, that's like $500 billion in five months. That's how quick it goes. You know, they used to talk about 3%. It's fine as long as the deficit, the annual deficit is less than 3% of GDP a year. Well, you know what they did when it passed 3%? They just stopped telling you what the real number was. Right now we use a fake number. Right? The new number, like this year's number, is going to be about $600 billion. And we know you do, and I try to educate them, that's not really what the number was. That's the fake number. The real number is closer to about, probably this year, about $900 billion. But even now, the fake number is going to be more than 3% of GDP. And you, you actually want to believe this garbage about a big announcement today from the Federal Reserve? Are you kidding me? It's laughable. How about the guy that didn't get the job? Larry Summers. He was the one that was down to him and, and Ben Bernanke as to which one of them was, or uh, I mean Janet Yellen, which one of them was going to replace Ben Bernanke, right? Janet Yellen ultimately became the one uh, that did it. He was out. He was out today, and he gave ten reasons. This could be like Larry Summers doing my show today. The 10 reasons, of course, there's more than 10, but here's the ten, top 10 list of why you need to be adding to your gold and silver holding. And if you've never bought before, you need to start. This was Larry Summers this morning. By the way, he's a, the former Treasury Secretary. You know, he, he's, he's kind of been around the block. There are many, many reasons, each of which would be reason enough alone for the Fed not to raise rates today. So he says just any one of these reasons is enough, but when when you put all of them together, it's overwhelming evidence. Reason number one. Total hours work. Okay, now one of the things that you hear, and you hear it ad infinitum on the idiot box, you hear it repeated uh, in the newspaper, you hear it repeated on the world news and even your local news. The job market is one of the bright spots. Of course, I've been telling you that's a bunch of bull. Do you know, in the last six years, according to the data, they claim to have created 10 million jobs, okay? That's what they claim. 
of the 10 million jobs that they've claimed that Janet Yellen keeps talking about, you remember they keep trying to say, oh, we're almost at full employment. They keep pitching that. Right, they keep saying. Do you know that over half of them, 5.2 million of them, are fake jobs? What do you mean, fake jobs? The government makes it up. The Bureau of Labor Statistics, they they have this thing, and I don't know when they created it, but they wanted to, to give the illusion that things are really better than what they are. So they created this, this birth-death model. That's what it's called, birth-death. Kind of a morbid name. It is a little bit of a morbid name. But they say, hey, this is a very dynamic place to be. And I guess, you know what, honestly, it made sense way back in the day. It really did. I, I, I want to be fair here. Before there was computers, before things were done electronically, you probably needed something like this because it took a while for people to hand enter in all the jobs and all of those things. Of course, it doesn't take that long anymore. We'll talk about this next and get back to the top ten This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Eagle Forum, a national volunteer organization founded by Mrs. Schlafly in 1972 to preserve the family, oppose the radical feminist agenda, protect the Constitution, and represent a traditional conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now, for Mrs. Schlafly from the Eagle Forum Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. Driving under the influence of marijuana can be as dangerous to the public as driving drunk. According to the Colorado Department of Transportation, which is one of the states that has legalized recreational use of marijuana, the number of fatal accidents caused by drivers high on marijuana has sharply increased in the last decade. Now, up to 30% of all impaired driving cases in Colorado are actually due to driving under the influence of marijuana. But unlike alcohol, which is easy to test in the bloodstream, Marijuana is much more difficult to test for in drivers who are under its influence. Expensive, time-consuming blood tests with delayed results are needed to test for marijuana use, while inexpensive breathalyzer tests can provide immediate results as to alcohol consumption. Four states have legalized marijuana for recreational use, and another 24 have legalized it for so-called medical purposes, which means merely that approval by a doctor is required. Almost any medical condition, such as minor back pain, is being used in those states by people to obtain as much marijuana as they like. The Democratic Party platform calls for greater legalization of marijuana, despite all the harm and increases in crime that it causes. The Republican Platform Committee, however, wisely rejected an attempt to insert a plank that would have opened the door to legal use of this harmful drug. In Arizona, where only so-called medical uses of marijuana are lawful, police recently observed that the marijuana industry has increased the potency of marijuana to higher and higher levels, and some of this is even starting to sicken children. Marijuana users are cautioned against smoking in front of children, yet, in one recent case, 
a mother even gave to her child marijuana-laced candy that she had received from someone else who had a medicinal marijuana card. Republicans were absolutely right to keep this bad drug out of our platform. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Eagle Forum. Want to join in on the spirited debate over issues you care about? At eagleforum.org, Phyllis Schlafly is blogging about education, radical feminism, government health care, national security, parental rights, and more. Stay informed and add your own comments to the blog at eagleforum.org. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. We live in a world where the data has been manipulated to the point to where you don't know what's real and what isn't. Right? We used the Bank of Japan earlier as an example. How do you know what the real value of any of that debt is if they buy it all? How do you know? Does it have any value? <clears throat> What's going to happen to the Bank of Japan's balance sheet when it, all of a sudden it's two, three, four, ten times larger <laughs> than its own country's GDP? I mean, it makes no sense, right? It's obviously, logically, it's going to devastate everything. What's going to happen when the government manipulates all of this ancillary data to make things appear better than what things really are. You end up with what we have now, don't you? They try to tell us the jobs numbers are better. They try to tell us that we're almost at full employment. Yet we've got no GDP growth. There's no wage growth. Matter of fact, Larry Summers this morning Number one reason why the Fed shouldn't raise rates, average hours worked falling for the last six months. In other words, even those that are employed, they're getting less hours. Then, of course, today I tell you the BLS has made up over half of the jobs since this recovery has started with this birth-death model which they used to use for good reason. You know, back in the 50s and the 60s, it took time for people to to enter things into a ledger and do these things and mail them off to the government and get them on the Social Security payroll and all that. It took time. Think back to when you were a kid. It's going to take a few weeks before you get that first check. Take us a little bit. Right? Got to do all the paperwork. Now, the only reason you don't get a check is someone screwed it up because it's all electronically done. We know instantaneously at the end of every month how many more people are working or how many less people are working just from the Social Security taxes. Are more people having taxes taken out of their check this month than last month? If the answer is yes, more people are working. If it's no, then less. But the government wants to keep pretending there's all these jobs out there that we don't know about. According to the government, half of all the jobs created 
over the last, what, six, seven years <laughs> are these jobs. But I guess if you want to count that Misha Smuckatelli sold something on eBay as a job, then I guess you could. If 17-year-old Elizabeth Smuckatelli babysat for the neighbors the other day, and you want to count that as a job, then I guess you could. But this is the charade that is being portrayed, and then it gets repeated like it's fact. I've been trying to tell all of you, your banks are crooks, your financial planners are crooks, it's all crooked. The government is in on it with them. If you don't believe me, you tell me how nobody from Wells Fargo, not a single person, is going to prison over what they did. They fired 5,300 $12 an hour people. on a culture that they created. But you think they didn't know they were doing it, really? That's what we're going to believe? And what's nuts is this Carrie Tolstead who runs the division. She was the division head. She She, didn't even get fired. Oh, no, no. And she's getting 125, what what is it here? $125 million in stock options when she retires. She's going to retire at the end of the year. She got bonuses of $20 million a year for the great performance of the of them signing up all of you for stuff you didn't ask for. Twenty million a, a year, year since two thousand ten. Okay, so that's hundred and twenty million just in bonus. Then when she retires, she gets another hundred and twenty million dollars for just being such a good sport. And when Stump, the CEO, was asked, have you considered firing her? Wasn't even an option. Nah. She's great. What a fire. Have you seen my portfolio? She made me rich. Do you know what my stock options are worth because of her? Total hours worked are flat or down over the last six months. Birth death model covers it up. Number two, inflation expectations are falling. They're not rising, they're falling. Of course, Unless you actually have to pay for stuff. If you need health care or you got to find a place to live, right, those things are more expensive. Number three, the central banks need to be targeting, targeting inflation above 2% just so it can average 2%. See, that's the thing about numbers, right? When you're talking about an average, See, if one month it's 1% and the next month it's 3%, the average would be 2%. We can't even get to 2% in a single month, so therefore the average can never be 2%. I mean, that's just, I know, sound, basic mathematics there by Larry Summers, but don't let, don't let the facts get in the way of a lot. Number four, the Fed lacks tools to respond to a downturn. In other words, you're raising rates a quarter of a point, 
half a point. It's not going to do anything when the downturn comes. We may already be in it. You already admitted you're going to full-blown quantitative easing and negative rates. You already said it. So why would you raise rates now? A rate hike would come as a shock at a fragile moment. Here's the big thing, and here's why you can't be a second late. All of these things, all the things that are mispriced, stocks, bonds, right? The equity markets themselves entirely and completely. All of these things are mispriced. Not that they're underpriced. They all are mispriced that they're what? Significantly overpriced. Which means what's going to happen? Yeah, don't worry. All things correct. And when it does, it's not going to be pretty. Larry Summers is warning you about it today. What do you you honestly think they're going to do? You think they're just going to let it all implode, blow up, and not do anything? Because you you know that's what's going to happen. What? No consequence? We're we're watching the final. You know what? I don't even know. Is it five years? Maybe. I know it's crazy to think, but it is. We're watching the last days of currency as we know it. They're just trying to get to the finish line before they can turn everything electronic and then simply take what they need. It's not payable. It's never been meant really honestly. It's never really been meant to be paid. Why do you think not a single, not one fiat currency has ever lasted. Because that's not what it's meant to do. Right? You know, we, we, we talked about uh, Rogoff's book, The Curse of Money, right? They're, they're getting ready for the new money. And in it, they thought, you know, he gets this history lesson of money. And the funny thing, they're so proud of it. And how long? It's for centuries. Right? This is the reasoning for not having gold. By the way, gold, still money. Still money. 5,000 years later, still money. Every central bank in the world owns some of it, or at least pretends to. And a lot of them are buying a lot. Did you see what the Russians did? Just in August alone, something like 20 metric tons of gold they bought. And you're sitting there and you're starting to think to yourself, it's starting to get ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, if we got a fake $600 billion deficit and it's a quote-unquote good time, how bad is it going to get? There is no amount of taxes that can be levied. 
that within the next four years, listen, by 2020, the fake number is going to be over a trillion dollars, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. I mean, if you, unless you want to stop paying for everything, right? Social Security, Medicaid, Medicare, Medicaid Part B, prescription drugs, Obamacare, the Department of Education, the Army, the military, the Defense Department, the Justice Department, the Department of Agriculture, right? It just doesn't work. And it's getting ready. To be, you know, think about the Japan because it's a great example. They hit their peak in the late eighties. They hit their peak in the late eighties, right? About a decade later, the Nasdaq blew up here. Seven years after that, the housing market blew up, and two years after that, the financial markets blew up. And we're on the same path. The only thing that's different is we've been faster to monetize than the Japanese were. It's a race to the bottom. Larry Summers knows it. He knows it. How about number number six? The economy is actually significantly weaker. Look at the GDP numbers. The GDP numbers are way down. Way down. This quarter, we're in the third quarter. This is the best quarter for GDP. Every single year, the third quarter is the best quarter. Why? Well, because that's when everybody places their orders for Christmas. That's when all the retailers have to have their orders in. By the way, all these companies are announcing their their holiday health plan. Nobody's hiring more people this year. Nobody. Not one company hiring more people, at least not yet. None that I've seen. Everyone's hiring the same or a little less. What does that tell you? And last Christmas was not good. Yeah, and as we go into Christmas, what Kmart doing? Shutting down another Shutting down more stores, right? And then you think about the third quarter. Every year of this recovery, it's been in the high threes to the low fives, believe it or not. High threes, low fives. You know what this quarter is looking like? Mid twos, if we're lucky. That's gonna, And that's the best number. We already know all the other numbers are one or less. So things have gotten actually weaker. Inflation expectations are now weaker. That's when the Fed erred and hiked rates last December. Right? Think about what gold's done since then. Gold was thousand fifty. Now it's thirteen. You know, thirteen hundred. What thirteen hundred thirty dollars and rising. Number seven. It is wrong to think. Credibility requires raising rates now or in December or at any point before inflation expectations are actually accelerated. Now, remember what inflation means. They want your money to be devalued. And it's not being devalued fast enough. 
right? They want everything to cost you a little bit more. We'll finish with the rest of the top ten list as we conclude this Wednesday, kicking down the minutes till the Federal Reserve makes their big announcement. Final segment on a Fed Wednesday, finishing up with the guy that lost to Janet Yellen to become the next Fed chief with his top ten reasons this morning why they shouldn't do it. Number eight, there are better ways than a rate increase for dealing with any concerns about bubbles. This is the best. They willingly admit, yeah, there could be a bubble, but you know, we're going to see it this time. I know that we haven't seen any bubbles any time ever, but this time we're going to do it. <laughs> Just give me another chance. Now, it doesn't actually say what the what those are. I would, I'm, I'd love to know. Number nine, the economy is so slow. Over the last three quarters, that rates may already be too high. Of course, I've been saying that all along. Right? The real numbers back me up. If you want to live in fantasy land, then you go listen to Janet Yellen. If you want to deal with the facts, that's why you listen here. Last but not least, tightening would induce artificial dollar strength. Not a good thing given the rise of protectionism. Of course, that's what I've been telling you all along. It's all make-believe. There's no real strength in the dollar. Come on. You already know this. You see it every day. Right? The Russians continually buzzing the tower, the Chinese doing whatever the hell they want in the South Sea, North Korea dropping nuclear bomb tests, the Iranians just being the Iranians, and you see it all the time. There's no strength here. They already know. What are you going to do? The dollar isn't that important anymore. I mean, the Iranians proved that, didn't they? And here you are sitting here with your fake stock receipts and your your balance statements, right? They get you, they mail them to you. Most of them don't even mail them to you anymore, right? You got to electronically go onto your computer to look at and and look at your pretend wealth. Right? And all of you with your IRAs, you know the feeling when you find out, well, do you know what? I want my money. Oh, wait, i got to pay how much in taxes? Well, okay. Well, in that case, I guess I don't want my money then. (laughs) Right? Because a huge chunk of it isn't even yours anyway. The problem is that chunk that isn't yours is going to get significantly bigger. Why? Because we're getting ready for a new currency not that long ago right we got a new currency in 1933 what happened to gold 
Gold went from $20 to $35 overnight. Where's gonna be where's gold gonna be when it happens the next time? Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. We got an hour before the Fed meeting. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll talk to you tomorrow.